The following content will not be found in Cardi B's DMs now that she's single. Mostly because Oz has been blocked on IG. Start the show. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black, your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I am waiting for this cool front that is supposed to hit us at the end oh, of the week. Oh man. They've been hyping this shit up. Shit. I've been hyping this shit up. I'm ready. We- Shout out to Space City Weather, who is who has been like, man, fuck all that tropical storm beta shit y'all talking about. Yes. This cool front afterwards, nigga. Yeah. Yeah, it's been kind of it's been kind of nice, man. We've been getting down to the the high fifties, low sixties. Nigga, I might actually get up early for that shit. Sleeping with the windows open. That's the kind of shit you sit outside and drink a beer to. God damn it. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm I'm ready to go. So that's what I did Friday, but that's another so well, and it wasn't beer. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, episode one oh seven. One oh seven. How was your week, D. Randall? It was, you know, it's weird, man. Um, things are, I, I feel like, and and y'all don't don't crucify me on this. Knock I, on wood for him, man. Yeah, let me let me knock on. Well, this is all plastic. Uh, whoop, there's a wood table. Bam. Um, I feel like things are getting getting better outside a little bit. Now, don't take this the wrong way, y'all. Stay your ass at home. Keep your mask on in public. Please do. And all that good stuff. Uh, but overall, I do I do feel like now, especially after um, speaking with a few of my old childhood friends from back in the day on Friday, some of whom were kind of resistant to precautions that are being taken place in this current environment. They finally, they're finally on board with things and they finally understand like, yeah, this isn't a whole thing about them telling us what to do. It's literally about protecting your health and protecting your life. Public safety. Yeah. So if they can do it, you can too. And I just overall, I, I feel like things are getting better in the sense that more people are understanding that this, you know, this is a long game. They thought yeah. this was going to be over in two weeks or four weeks. It's been over six months, y'all. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I am judging this whole thing. I'm moving the way the movie, the movie industry is moving. Yeah. And the movie industry has backed off. They they keep <clears throat> they keep backing. You can tell little by little by how they push these movies back. That they're backing off little by little. And you notice how reluctant they've been to just let you stream their shit. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they don't want to lose on that uh, in-person movie theater dollar. Yeah. So, if they... I'm not, And I'm not even... I don't even think Hollywood necessarily has the inside track to whether or not this is going to be resolved. But if the people with, with a lot of money invested are moving a certain way... Mm-hmm. 
I'm taking my cues and just watching the tea leaves by how they move. Right. And they have they have started moving shit to like April and May of next year. <laughs> yep. I am hoping outside will be open by April or May next year. I'm hoping so. Now with the but temp- y'all got to sit down. Y'all got to sit down. And with the temperature about to drop. Oh, y'all are um, not a fucking act. Yeah. And my thing is, now that it's not oppressively hot outside, uh, y'all are really going to be shoulder to shoulder. I'm afraid. I passed by a spot on uh, Washington Drive yesterday. The spot that used to be, uh, well, I'm not going to put their name out there. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, just passing by, middle of the day. Uh, and it's one of those spots, it's a new bar, and it's got big windows that are, you know, open air. Everything's open. You look inside, shoulder to shoulder. You know, somebody somebody said, I don't know how true this is, but someone has said that they feel like a couple entities have gotten their shit together once we blasted them mm-hmm. uh, in uh, a previous episode, a couple episodes ago. Mm. Uh, someone said they saw GT masking up. I mean, I don't want to. I don't. I am reluctant to believe that we have that kind of power. So I, I don't know. It's not just us because he. I mean, he was being put on blast by everybody by a lot of people. Also, it was kind of too late at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. If you did. If, if you if you got it now, if you got it by now, you got it. Um. Oh. That reminds me, got something for you. Also, if y'all are gonna wear your mask, don't wear that shit on your chin. Like, please it, stop wearing that shit on your chin. That's if, not how it works. If you're gonna do that, just don't wear the shit. It it, it actually makes it look worse. You can't just put your mask on and off and put it up when COVID, like we oh COVID's looking. You better put your mask up. Also, another thing that you cannot do, um, according to the uh, Korean gentleman that owned the liquor store around the corner. You can't just walk into the spot and put like your shirt up over your nose and count that as a mask. Nope. He smoothly kicked. Uh, I'm sorry to these two young ladies that, that that tried to make that move. He was like, "You got to go." And they were like, "This ain't a mask." He was like, "No, no. That, that's a shirt. You got to go. No, it's not the same dummy. thing." Fuck you then. You don't need our money then. He, he I, don't. I, I, he said, and he said, "I don't." He don't. And they left. I don't need your fucking COVID either. So, um, our a, a friend of the show, our dear friend of the show, Euphonic, what up? Has been has been putting has been kind of uh, getting his affairs in order. You know, he's leaving for he's headed for China. Oh, he's finally doing it. He's finally doing it. Um, and so he's been he's been giving people when he leaves. He's one of those people where he gives people instead of him getting. Goodbye presents or whatever, which is not goodbye. We're gonna see him in a year. Um, he gives gifts, and he wanted you to have something. Uh oh. And the reason he wants you to have this, be careful with opening that. The reason he wants you to have this is because he feels like he wants you to know how much he appreciates. This is this is what he told me: how much he appreciates you being the igniting factor. In me doing podcasting. Okay. I'll take credit for it. 
And uh, so it only took a year. Be careful. <laughs> be uh, careful opening that. It, it's sharp. It is. It is wrapped in bandage, heavily wrapped in some type of bandage. This is the kind of bandage that you normally use, like when you you sprain your ankle with some shit. I don't say that's a division one. That's a division one football bandage. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I will very carefully unwrap this. Yeah, he won. He. He he wasn't he but you know this is kind of this is kind of his bonding thing because I know I have a couple at the house. Okay. This is how he this is how he bonds with his fellow man. Um, Do I get to keep the bandage too? Yeah, you keep the bandage. I'm not taking it home. <laughs> oh shit! This is. Oh shit! Bullseye. Yep. It's a throwing knife. It's a throwing knife, and a very well made one at that. Holy shit. A freshly shit. stoned, ridiculously sharp knife. Wow. I have to hide this from my wife. <laughs> Thank you, Euphonic, for this. That's, this how you is, know, that's how you know you got a good gift. You have to hide it from your wife. Yes. <laughs> like, this is actually, like, this is, man, this is impressive. It has some heft to it. Yeah, it does. Like, whoo. I definitely have one of those at home. Uh, balance is on point. Let me keep this safe for myself. <laughs> right. Uh, Thank yeah. you, you funny. When in doubt, always keep your blades safe from yourself. Because <laughs> I have known Euphonic long enough to remember when he damn near uh, sliced his calf with his samurai sword. Damn. Yes. Some niggas keep pistols in the trunk. This nigga keeps a samurai sword. Legal. <laughs> In the state of Texas. Definitely legal. Open carry. Um, so, uh, we're going to start off giving flowers uh, while, the, while people are here. And we're going to give flowers to Israel Adesanya, mm -hmm. the style bender of MMA. <laughs> Y'all know I like my MMA. So, last night, you know, Dana brought back Fight Island because... Apparently, uh, apparently that made him quite a bit of guap. It, it, you know, it's low overhead. It's. And I'm pretty it, sure in Abu Dhabi they were very happy to see that money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you know, anytime people bring a sport over to your country, they're very happy to see that money. It, especially if it's Abu Dhabi. Uh, that like like I know a lot of countries were happy to see that soccer money. Yep. Uh, before soccer ruined some of their countries. <laughs> Um, shout out to Brazil. <laughs> shout out to Brazil. So, uh, Fight Island happened, and Israel Asanya, the style bender. Anybody who walks in the ring and does a and and does a a, a cartwheel with no hands mm. and gets in his fighting stance, like DJ from Street Fighter. Yeah, that's a real nigga. Yeah, I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm not fucking with him. He and this dude, Costa, who Costa's been talking cash shit. You know, that's what, these MMA fights, these niggas talk cash shit to each other going into this. Well, Dana White definitely uses the WWE model of, of everything. 100%. Um, and some of these guys talk, some of these guys feel and appear awkward talking shit like. Absolutely. Like Dana's making them talk shit. And let me tell you. Um, they have got they have gotten to talking cash shit. 
the style bender, Adesanya, um, he called this man a botched Ricky Martin. Wow. And said he was going to look even more botched after the fight. He won his eighth fight, and and Costa was in the was in the uh, was in the audience, and just started talking cash shit to and about this man. And apparently Costa gave it as good as he got it. Called this man a white belt or some shit. Um, so the fight happened last night. Costa got waxed. Mm. Israel Adesanya. <laughs> Drop this motherfucker in the second round. Out of five rounds, he dropped him in the second. I mean, 30 seconds into the second he round. He came out with just... Hands were flying. Hands came out flying. Because the, the whole first round, he was just chopping him down with these shin kicks. So he had no balance or whatever to stand on. You know, my, my bitch ass. I... I, I like tapped my shin against my bed frame yesterday and I was like ah! right so ah! you so you know that was serious so imagine just full on kicks from a grown ass man for 5 straight minutes the facts <laughs> and then you come out and your ass can't stand up anymore. and you can't stand up and this motherfucker came out hands flying dropped this motherfucker seconds into the second round got on top of him Kept kept grounding, pounding this motherfucker, but but it turned into a street fight. He pounded this motherfucker like, like 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 he had like he owed him lunch money. Yeah. And when the when the referee finally tried to pull him off of him, Costa was down on his stomach and was trying to get up, and this motherfucker humped him. Dry humped. Him. Dry humped him. He whooped his ass and dry humped him. <sighs> Oh. And the DJ started playing Major Look. Uh. <laughs> mm. Not only that, while the while he was still on the mat, while he was still on the floor, and the medics were checking him out, this motherfucker dropped down and did a windmill and started break dancing. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is how I know I can't be an MMA. Yeah. Because anytime you beat my ass and start break dancing as a victory, you just made the enemy for life. Yeah. It's on site forever. It's on site. Everywhere you go. Ain't nothing safe. We will be talking about it in the parking lot. Even though he just whooped your ass. Even though you just whooped my ass, I'd be back for more in the parking lot. In the parking lot, at church, uh, shit, in line at Chipotle. Shit. It, it's on site anywhere. And not only that, this motherfucker... This motherfucker talked so much cash shit, ran him out of the ran him out of the arena, told him, and I quote, If I wrap my dick around my waist, that's a black belt. No one can talk shit like black people talk shit. No one. We do everything better. And let me tell you something. I am a hundred percent for it. Usually I don't go for the person that talks the most shit. But when a black person talks the most shit, and 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 in retaliation and backs it up, I'm, I represent a hundred percent. This motherfucker is crown. This motherfucker. Other people are like, and I say other people, you know what I'm talking about. Other people are like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna beat your ass. Oh man, we'll get to him on your best day. We'll You're get, not better than me on my worst day. We'll get to him. Meanwhile, oh. <laughs> meanwhile, right? 
when I wrap my dick around my waist. That's a black belt. That's a belt. black belt. That's bars, wow. nigga. Okay. Y'all can't come up with that. That's some smack DVD shit. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I just love it. And that's why I'm giving them flowers this week because we do everything better. We do everything better. When we get, when we get, when we're at the top of our game and we enter a space that did not originally have us, uh, largely populating it, mm-hmm. we wreck shit. Yep. We wreck shit, bro. Another dude who won last night, William Knight. Be the motherfucker. He looks like a character off a of Def Jam fight for New York. <laughs> Beat that white boy's ass. The odds, he was the underdog. And the odds were, I think the odds were like 100 to 1 or something. And he broke this motherfucker off. Mm. We do everything better. So shout out to Israel Adesanya, the style bender. Uh, I really want you to go ahead and make weight and get into another and get into that that get into that lower class and fight John Jones. Um, I know that's a while off. Probably you still acting a fucking fool. You'll probably do it after ten and zero. Um, Can I throw in a backdoor shout out to the Charlo brothers? Hell yeah! Who both uh, headline Showtime Boxing and, you know, if y'all don't know, Southside. Southside, bro. A-Leaf. They both went to A-Leaf Hastings. Not, not quite HISD, but we, we'll take it we'll either take way. We'll take it. That's fine. They both won. They both headlined. And uh, I think Jamel, I think that was the one. They're both twins. They look alike. Yeah. Um, beat one dude by just a straight punch to the chest and knocked him out. Just it, it took me back to the days of uh, open chest in school. Ooh, you remember that? Wee. You walking around school with your chest uncovered, and just somebody goes, somebody just clock your just ass. Just goes open chest, nigga. Oh, just clock your ass, and and you had to make it clear that you wasn't playing. Yeah, that Man, you weren't I, in the I game. I wasn't even in it. Now, you remember on the first day of school, no, we I'm said we it now. We, we we said to the last day of school, everybody in it ain't no ain't no back ain't out. Nobody, ain't no outs. Like, damn. Right, man. I had to be careful about that shit because I could, because I could, I could fold a nigga, but I had a bird chest too. <laughs> we all did back then. That was the thing back then. We all had, we all had weak chests. Man, we were just, we were just hurting each other's respiratory system all, <laughs> all day. That's why we come out fucked up now. Yeah, because of the dumb shit we was doing. Who as came kids. up with that shit? And man. B Spike. Who came up with that? B Spike. Hell yeah, Apple Slap. Mm. We was just figuring out ways to whoop each other ass. <laughs> It was fun though, and it was only and it was only legal by nigga standards. You couldn't, you, yeah. That shit didn't hold up when you finally got suspended over B spike. Yeah, and it was only you can only do it at school. Like once you got off, oh, and once no. we went home, it was like, yeah, somebody would take it too seriously. Yeah, you, you come back to the hood, there's no recourse in the oh, hood. Hell no, can't do it. Um, humans ain't shit. Um, I'm sure it's no surprise. Um. And this, we're going to talk more about Tori and Megan later. But one aspect I wanted to talk about is how uh, this is going to be in twofold. The first fold is that we don't keep the same energy about shit. We can't go out here and talk about the Breonna Taylor decision and how black women have no protection and how black women are the least protected and at the bottom of the social justice food chain in many regards maybe all regards and <clears throat> and talk about how 
her name needs protection and how we have to stand up for her. But we don't keep those that same energy in-house within our culture. And I know this because y'all couldn't wait for Tory Lanez to give, quote-unquote, his side of the story. If a man shoots a woman in the foot and you need his side of the story as to how he shot that woman <laughs> in the foot, um, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And... And you can't do that and then run out here and talk about protecting black women and rest in peace, Breonna Taylor and Breonna Taylor, this, Breonna Taylor. We made that woman a brand name. That woman became a household name in black culture mm-hmm. for, all the wrong, for all the wrong reasons. This woman, we put this, na- we put this woman's name in every sentence for the past six months. And you feel that way about that? What did you say? For 194 days. 194 days. You feel that way about that? But suddenly you need to you need more information when it comes to Megan the Stallion? Why? First of all, you need to know that he shot her. That part was never in dispute. It still isn't in dispute. And so anything after that to me is a moot point. You shot, first of all, an unarmed woman. Uh, now, you know, if she had a gun to your head while you were trying to rescue kids from a fire and you were defending yourself, that's one thing. But we always knew from the beginning that was not the case. Um, it's inexcusable. It's disgusting. And the fact that you try, that anyone would try to carry a sense of impartiality when it comes to something like that. Um, means that you are looking for ways to not be protective of black women. And you're looking for ways to not feel it. Like to me, what, We're what, supposed to feel bad about this what, shit. What explanation could he have given to make you feel like it was justified? And, 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 let's not, and you know what? And let's not even go there. Let's not even take it that far. Which brings me to my second point. Because we're going to go into that later. Okay. My second point, you don't have to hear both sides of everything. Everything doesn't need a devil's advocate. Right. And <clears throat> balance doesn't mean shit to me. Balance doesn't, because balance does not always equate to right, what's right. And balance doesn't always equate to fairness. Mm-hmm. And we have to stop this notion that everything balanced is, is equaling the playing field. Because everybody isn't dealing from an equal playing field in the first place. And black women damn sure aren't. Yep. So we have to stop pretending that because we look at something in a balanced way or an unemotional way, that somehow that's solving the problem. And it's not. I don't need to hear... I don't need to... What if, somebody said this on Twitter and it was the God's honest truth. What if somebody said they needed to hear both sides of the story with Nipsey shooting? Mm-hmm. Y'all would want to fight in the street. Mm. What if somebody said they needed to hear both sides of the story with I don't know, anybody? Jam Master J. Yep. They they got a suspect in Jam Master J's killing. What if somebody said they need to they need to hear his side of the story? What the fuck? 
other side of the story would make you feel better about Jam Master Jay getting murdered, about Nipsey Hussle getting murdered in the street, or about Megan Thee Stallion getting shot? Is it the fact that she's not dead? Help me understand. Find one of your fuck nigga friends, have them listen to this program, and tell them to write me at opinionswildblack at gmail.com and make Oz understand. What is it that need that you need to feel so much better about a woman getting shot that will make you get up off your fucking ass and take action in protecting these women? Mm. What do you need? I, I really need to understand. What do you need to treat all these women like you know you would treat your sister? We are a community. And we have to, and if we want to lay claim to being a community, to being a nation, y'all want this black nation so fucking bad? But y'all not willing to do anything it takes to keep it. Y'all not doing anything that it would take to fight for it if somebody came and tried to take it from you. Because the first thing they're going to do is come for your women and come for your children. What the fuck are you going to do then? Mm. But you want Wakanda? Wakanda fights for their women at all times. Wakanda don't want your ass. Wakanda Wakanda don't want your ass. A lot of niggas shouting out Wakanda forever would get their asses whooped outside the gates of Wakanda. Like 30 seconds in the second round, they would. No, nigga, you would not come in here. T'Challa, if I wrap my if I wrap my dick around my waist, it'd be a black belt. <laughs> the fuck out of here, y'all! Y'all! Y'all wanna! Y'all wanna act! Y'all wanna lionize people like Malcolm so bad? Malcolm would have beat somebody's motherfucking ass talking about they needed to hear Tory's side of the story. He was the main one that said black women need our protection. Y'all always want to invoke him mm-hmm. and ain't doing and ain't doing shit to mimic what he would have done. Fuck you. For real. Everything doesn't need both sides for you to take action. Where do, even if they even if there was another side to it, where do you stand on some shit? Where is your moral ground? Right. To me that's just an excuse to, to not do anything. What do you stand for? I want to know. What do you stand for? Period. Mm. Y'all ain't y'all ain't worth a damn. Song of the week. Need to need to cool off from that. <laughs> um, man, we got this. We got this nice cold front coming into Houston. Yeah, buddy. Slow it down a little bit. This is cycles from Jade Nova. Go ahead and get yourself comfortable. Pour yourself a little something. We're gonna have a good show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Bye. 
Trying to explain, but it ain't all necessary We stuck in these cycles Running with my eyes closed Round and round, we here again I think we in denial We stuck in these cycles Running with my eyes closed We've been doing this too long Let's make this trip the final, babe You won't keep on lying to yourself You've been doing you and everyone else Got nothing left See, I'm tired of the same routine When I tell you that I'm gonna leave Then you tell me that you're gonna change You gonna learn the hard way, yeah Didn't wanna listen Ain't gonna be no next time this time Now you and your feelings Trying to explain but Some of y'all are going to start breaking out your, your bubble gooses <laughs> when the temperature gets down to 70. It's going to hit a hard, it's yeah. going to hit a hard 68. <laughs> Niggas going to be full cardigans. Tim's. Tim's and cardigan down. Ugg season approaches. North face. Um, yeah, I like that little slow jam. I, you know, I, you know, y'all, y'all knows I, I, I love my soul music. I love my R&B music. Um. I'm looking forward to seeing some good things from Jay Nova. Oh, yeah. Um, well, let's see what else we got going on this week. Oh, we got to talk about the Breonna Taylor verdict. Unfortunately. We got to get it out of the way. We got to talk about this shit, man. Um, okay. Justice before a grand jury was not found for Breonna Taylor. Um, it was determined that two of the officers uh, will not will not see charges. And one of the officers was charged with, I think it's like a Wanton endangerment. I think it's like a misdemeanor. At best. A wanton endangerment. Just just firing a gun off somewhere. He was... Someone could have been killed. He was charged for the bullets that missed. He was charged with the bullets that missed. Because firing your, firing your weapon... Without your bearings, someone could have been killed. And the someone that was killed apparently doesn't count. Um, this is... 
it's unsurprising, but I am no less disappointed. Some every now and then, one of these things happens, and every now and then, it gets it gets us hyped up to a point where it's it 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 has to be undeniable, Mm-mm. and this has to be the one. Mm-mm. Because the thing that we always have to look at is what are the laws of the land in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, because what the, the fucked up part is what we feel, what we feel is just and right, might not be reflected in the laws of that particular jurisdiction. Laws that were put there for a particular reason, and and often those reasons are to protect those in power. We always have to remember that. And, and when you see them quoting uh, or reciting their judgments in cases like this, and when people rebut against it, they always quote, you know, according to the laws of Kentucky, right? blah, 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 this is what it is. Like, that's why a lot of people had never heard of wanton endangerment, because that's not something right. that applies to, to all states. Niggas don't say wanton. Yeah, and, it, you know, you could tell that shit, that shit was propped up in the 1800s, some shit. But it basically meant that uh, because of the bullets that were fired into her apartment penetrated the walls and into a neighboring apartment, the people that weren't being shot at were endangered by this cop who was shooting at someone who was innocent <laughs> of, of everything. Who was in her bed. See? Yeah. Um, the other thing is we have to... We have to in retrospect, we should have known this was going to go a certain way when they paid that family. Yeah, I remember a couple of days before they were like, word is the Taylor family is going to receive a record settlement. I was like, oh, okay, so that means that we got a not guilty coming up pretty soon then. Not only that, right before it happened, they went into a state of emergency. Yeah. Again, that, that tells you, and it's the same playbook that happens every time. They know that some shit is coming down the pipeline. They know that people are going to react. And and Joe Biden's dumbass run out there talking about this is not the um, ahead of time talking about this is not the time to be violent. We aren't the violent ones, Joe. We're not the ones killing people while they're sleeping in their homes. We're not the violent ones. We're protesting. Y'all wrote that. Y'all wrote that into the bylaws of this country that that was fine. Not only that. If you really want to talk about the, who the violent ones are and who the and who the excessive ones are, I read somewhere that in Portland, the protesting has gone so hard and the and the police response to it has become so excessive with tear gassing that the tear gas runoff has now poisoned the water supply. Think about that, y'all. Do you realize, you know, we just went through Tropical Storm Beta. Think about how much rain had to happen over two days straight. Definitely two days straight from my area. Mm-hmm. For the bayous to overflow. Think about that. Now think about the amount of runoff from tear gas. And and, and and let's be honest. Bayous, um, retention ponds, things like that. These are things that get trash in them. These are things that get polluted every day. Because this is America. Mm-hmm. 
and apparently nobody watched Captain Planet. Um, these are these are things that get polluted every day, but not in a way that has long term affected the water the the quality of the water flow. Right, because we have plants for that. Think about how much tear gas would have to be thrown. How much tear gas would have to be released into an ecosystem to irrevocably change the water supply long term. And this is to disperse people who are expressing their First Amendment right to free speech. And this is how we treat people that are abiding by the Constitution. Now, think of how similar that is to how we handle shit in other countries. Think of, think of all those stories you hear about little kids who come across, who, who hurt themselves and lose limbs because they were playing and they walked into a landmine mm-hmm. from fucking Vietnam. Yeah. Or how many kids have been exposed to some kind of chemical agent left behind in the Middle East somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or how or think of shit. Think of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. How generations have gone to be affected by the radiation that we dropped there. Yeah. Maybe still. Still, I'm sure. I mean the um, the half life of it I'm sure is not like 60 years i'm sure it's way more than that but so just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with make no mistake we are at this is war it may not be war to us but it's war to them it's war i mean they're utilizing tactics that are very similar to what's used in guerrilla warfare um similar to it's it's definitely militarized Let's put it that way. Definitely militarized. And the the most concerning thing for me is that it is the normalization of violence against its own citizens. And as, as this becomes more normalized um, and we become more and more numb to violence being exerted on people expressing or exercising their First Amendment rights, um, who knows where, where it evolves? One hundred percent. But you know, now yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got fucked up water. Now we got fucked up water. It, have they fixed the water in Flint, Michigan, at all? You know the answer to that. Of course, you of know course. the answer. I'm to stupid that. for asking. I'm stupid for asking. Um, yeah. So, just to just to let you know, uh, where we're at there. Um. In, in any case, um. Prayers for the family. This has got to be an impossible time for y'all. Um, uh, rest in power, Breonna Taylor. You deserve to be here. We Society failed you. Uh, point blank, period. Um, football news. Tyrod Taylor, who I believe plays for the Seahawks, I want to say. Uh, I think the ch- Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. Chargers. Okay. Um, Tyrod Taylor was injured recently and had to, and had to have, and had to have an operation. 
Yeah, he had two cracked ribs. Two cracked ribs. Finished the game and had, um, you know, for obvious reasons, had a little bit of pain the next day. And so the doctor, and so the team doctor treated him. And in treating him, punctured his lung. Yep. yep. Punctured his lung. Yeah, tried to administer a painkilling injection to his cracked ribs. And in doing so, uh, went ahead and put a little hole in that lung at the same time. And now Tyrod Taylor cannot play indefinitely. Yeah. But the team did say, this should not surprise you, when he's 100%, he'll be our quarterback. Someday. (laughs) Someday. When he's 100%, because who the fuck knows when that will be, because who has really tried to recover and play competitive professional sports after having a punctured lung? Um... In the most contact of all contact sports. In the in all be all of contact sports. Let me tell you something. Um, they're up for a lawsuit. They gotta be. They gotta be. And and we don't. He- and that's. I think one of the things is that. I think we're entering a generation. Of sports entertainment, where we have a. And I don't know anything about Tyrod Taylor's response to this, but I think we're entering where we have a more savvy athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why people like Marshawn show up, get their get their bag, and get the fuck out and dip and dip. Andrew Luck got his bag and got the fuck out and dipped, and because. Your shelf life is already limited just by stepping on the field. But then you get one of these injuries that you can never fully recover from. And your shelf life it all of a sudden is that much more. I don't know and I don't know the the, the intricacies of his contract uh to know whether he's getting paid to know how much of that money he's going to see indefinitely. Um that's a rough that's a rough deal when they up front promise you millions and millions of fucking dollars. Um on top of that, John Gruden, coach John Gruden, mm. just tested positive for COVID. Mm. He had always tested positive for COVID. He didn't reveal that information. And yet he had been seen on the field without his mask on. Yes. He did that mask under the chin shit. And he looks like a mask under the chin ass nigga too. He does. He does. Look at it. Yep. There's a photo right there. Mask under the chin. Full on yelling at people. So you know he's spitting on people. Full on yelling at people. Right up under people. Not social distancing. And I don't have his response in front of me. But his response was bullshit. Yeah, I got it, man. I'm still dealing with it. I'm a little sensitive about it. That was pretty much it. And 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 it wouldn't be so, so it wouldn't be such a big deal if other coaches had been hadn't been seen half-assing this. Sean Payton is another one that they had to get on for not having his mask on. There's two or three more that have, co- coaches that have not had a mask on and have been tapped on the on the wrist about it 
John Gruden has to be made an example of. As far as I'm concerned, he needs to be fired. Period. Period. He needs to be the fuck out of there. They have to make an example of him that this shit is serious. But, you know, we already know how the NFL is about taking stances on things that actually matter. Well, we know how the NFL is on taking stances on things that white people do. Mm. And this is already a, a, a this is already a, a business that welcomes people who have stupid ass thoughts about how you can't tell me not to wear a mask. All these coaches look like the you can't tell me shit ass motherfuckers. All of them. And and the thing is with him especially because um, I'm reading here he actually revealed that he'd contracted it before the start of the season. So if you already know what that shit is about, why are you still out here? That's at least two weeks. That's at least two weeks. And this is why I have no confidence in them being able to protect these players at all. I have zero confidence in their ability to protect these players. I have zero confidence in their ability to keep COVID out of the stands. Look, they're already taking less precautions than the NBA. Not Andy Reid. I mean, except Andy (laughs) Reid with his full shield. Um, They're already taking less precautions. They had to make the, the, the NBA had to make those people train and work and live in a bubble for two months or more. Mm-hmm. And with that, the NFL is already doing less. And this is a contact sport. This is the epitome of contact sports. Yes. You got 22 people in the field piling up on each other every single time. I have no confidence that they're going to help they're going to do anything to contribute yeah. to slowing the spread of covid they don't yeah. give a fuck the nfl doesn't give a fuck where the fuck is jay z now shouldn't oh. jay z have something to say about this at the meeting uh knots and crosses ah yeah there forgot i forgot um this is a shit show and for me and because and because this is the only way I feel like they can really make an example out of out of someone and really hit home that this is serious, I know they're not going to do it. They have to fire John Gruden. He'll get a job somewhere else, but they have to fire him. We'll he see. has to not be active for the rest of the season. Period. Period. They have to make an example out of him that this is serious. But the NFL doesn't do shit like that. No. Um... And honestly, this one, this makes football harder to watch. Knowing that they don't give a fuck. And two, this is exactly what I've been talking about for weeks when I say the price is going up. Price is going up on the brick. The brick is the brick and the price is going up. Because let me tell you something. At this point, we in a sport largely, mostly populated by black men. Mm-hmm. And now in the in the era of Black Lives Matter, where the veil has been has been pulled away, and we know what black people go through outside the field, when you're not taking the proper steps to keep us safe on the field, mm-hmm. the price is going up. 
when when it's clear that our lives are in danger at all times and you're not doing anything to offset that the price is going up and I don't and this shouldn't just be in football this should be in all things where our blackness is a commodity now where we're worth something mm-hmm. the price should be going up everywhere you know what we're worth and you know what you know our lives are on the line all the time you want to trade on our culture it's going to cost you a little more and if you want to pretend that everything you you want everything to go back to like it was and you want everything to go back to the way it was before the veil dropped and all the cards were put on the table that's going to cost you even more mm. That's what it means when the price is going up. I don't see that happening with the NFL. I'm definitely not happening with the NFL. Um, the NBA is trying. The, the NBA, NBA so far has been very successful with it. They've, they've definitely, the players have definitely leveraged what they're worth. Mm-hmm. Um, stayed healthy. Stayed healthy. Made me into a liar. I said that it would not last past two weeks. Same. And I uh, thought it was going to be a full-on outbreak. And not only that. I think they've had better games because of it. That's true, and you know, and because and, and, I and I know a year from now the haters are gonna go, oh, that was the bubble season. Now count. I'm one of them. If the Lakers <laughs> win, I'm one of them. <laughs> Trust me, I'm already putting that asterisk up. Especially if the Lakers win. Um. So yeah, mark my words. The price is going up. The price is going up. The, the. The the trading product is what it is. All the cards are on the table. The brick is the brick. Price going up. Period. Um. Fuck John Gruden. Mm. Uh, what else happened? Oh, the Emmys happened. They sure did. I did not watch them. I did not watch it at all. I'm I'm so sick of I'm so sick of the social distance awards. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm happy. That people are doing what they got to do to slow the spread of COVID nineteen. Um, I'm happy that people are taking the proper precautions in these fields and taking this shit seriously. Um, I'm just tired of Zoom. I'm tired of yep. and and I don't mean Zoom specifically, but just the social distance awards in general. I said it three months ago. I'm tired of seeing celebrities in their homes. I I, I am. I am. I, I can't help it. I am. I'm tired of looking at that shit. Um, but apparently it went off without a hitch. Apparently people were entertained. Yeah. So good for y'all. Um, some black ass results. Uh, if I can, let's see if we can bring those up. Mm-hmm. So Watchmen cleaned up. Watchmen cleaned the fuck up. Um, they got best uh, limited series. Best limited series, which also tells me. That uh, we ain't getting a season two of that. Y'all not. got to get that up. Yeah, we are not. And I'm fine with that. I'm, Me too. I'm more than fine with 100%. that. 100%. Go out on top. Um, Damon Lindelof has doubled down. We ain't getting no more of that shit. <laughs> um, uh, see, Regina King got best lead actress. Mm-hmm. With her fine ass. My God, Regina King's just fine. Yes. Fine. Um, Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Got Best Supporting Actor as, uh, you know, Dr. Manhattan, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we see? Um, Insecure. It, it, even though it's a 
some people might consider the minor award insecure one for best editing um counts as a win uh uzo aduba yep one best supporting outstanding supporting actress in a limited series or movie for mrs america oh miss america that's what yeah. it was okay zendaya won outstanding actress in a euphoria drama series for euphoria which i i, said, I have to finish euphoria i said after watching like the first or second episode i said if she doesn't get an emmy for this show yeah she's then, wrecking it and yeah. she's gonna get and she's gonna get better work dude she is she's already she, in doom she is going to be she's going to be like the actress of her y'all don't 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 think I'm crazy for saying this, but like she'll be like the Meryl Streep of her of her generation. One hundred percent. Like she will. Zendaya's good. One hundred percent. Zendaya's kick, killing it. I'm gonna tell you something. Now she's and even though she's not black, I did just get through watching this shit, and I have to say that I finally really seen what other people see. Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, I need to watch that. I was watching the Nola Holmes. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown has some special shit. Yeah. She has something really special to her. She is genuinely talented. I, I mean, I never thought she was bad, but I don't. I, I never. I didn't give the Stranger Kids, the Stranger Things kids, enough credit. Yeah, and it's and it's hard. In, in, in all fairness, it's kind of for me. It's kind of hard to judge young talent like that. Like you, you can say shit like they're really good actors. Yeah, for their ages. But for me, you don't really get to see it until they they break out into adulthood and they get into roles that are unlike those roles that you initially know right. them for. Like Zendaya's one of them with uh, whatever the show was on the Disney Channel where she played a little dance, sing whatever thing. That wasn't really my era. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, and it, it was my niece's era. And I was forced to watch that when I was babysitting sometimes. Mm. And I, since I can't even remember the name of the show. And you look at it you're like, ah, this is some corny teeny bopper stuff. But then you see them grow into these roles that are a, a huge departure from what you originally knew them from. And you're just like, wow. Um, and one more, like Christina Applegate. <laughs> who yep. would have thought that <laughs> Kelly, Bundy Kelly Bundy would be one of the best actresses of her generation? You know? I, I have to watch this. I have to watch the second season of that. What is it? Dead to Me? Yeah. I have to watch the second season of that because I really enjoyed the first season. Um... Uh, let's see. Insecure won a tech. Yeah, we talked about it. the one yeah. that technical award. Black Lady Sketch Show got a nomination, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, HBO cleaned up, man. HBO cleaned up, and their yeah. black content has been cleaning up. Yes, yes. I'm yes. very happy to see it. Um, I got and some of these. I have to. I mean, he's not black, but I just want to. Mark Ruffalo. So I tried. So I tried to watch. I know this to be true. Uh, did you watch any of that? I didn't. Okay. Uh, it, it for me, it looks like and this is gonna sound weird. Sometimes you'll see previews for shows and you look at it, and you go, "Man, I know that's gonna be good." It's Emmy bait, but I'm not gonna watch a single second of it. It's Emmy bait. Mark Ruffalo is a terrific actor. He's way better than I've ever given him credit for. Mm-hmm. But I know this to be true. It's nothing short of misery porn. You know that yeah. when he's playing when he when he's playing his sloppy older brother his sloppy younger brother. Yeah, when you pay when you play the fat version of yourself. I knew what was up when I I, wa- I tried to watch the first episode. He cut his hand off in the first five minutes of the episode. 
cut his hand off in hey. public in the library. I was like, oh, oh you, he going. You, you he going to, for trying it. trying to get you one. I see. This is Emmy bait, baby. Oh, here's one. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this one. Wait, 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 what, what we got? What we got? Best guest actor in a comedy series. Eddie motherfucking Murphy. Which brings up, which reminded me of something also. Um, the homie A.A. Ron. Okay. Who watches the show as well. Okay. Um, hit me up last week. He was he was listening to last week's episode. He was like, man, I didn't know that Oz was such a big fan of Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is the god, bro. And then he sent me a photo of like his whole Eddie Murphy Funko collection. He got pop dolls. He got the Axel Foley pop doll. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he got he got the Axel Foley. He got the Axel Foley in disguise. He got both Prince Akeems. Three of them. He got the Prince Akeem working at uh McDowell's. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. I didn't know he had it like that, man. That's yeah. one of our that's one that's one of our upper echelon listeners there. <laughs> that's a real nigga. That's what I like I like that. Yeah, the God Eddie Murphy won one. You know. Um and Maya Rudolph. Can't forget Maya Rudolph. Cannot forget Maya Rudolph. Guest actress in the comedy series as well. Yes, um, y'all, she is black. Um yeah, I so again, this shows this shows our our now granted, we should not be leaning on white venues to tell us our worth. But the fact that we're in the door this way, mm-hmm. it gives you an idea of our weight. Yeah. And it's moments like this. Even Angela Bassett just being nominated for Black Lady for her 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 moment in Black Lady Sketch Show. Yes. That right there. She's already Angela Bassett. The price ought to be going up. <laughs> cause cause she's been killing it dramatically and now she's funny too. And she getting the superhero Marvel money. Mm-hmm. The price going up. The price going up. There are some scripts that should not have to touch her doorstep now. Right. There's some shit. Lawrence Fishburne is up for this Kenya Bear spinoff. Oldish. Her and Jennifer Lewis. Now, Lawrence Fishburne and Jennifer Lewis are accomplished black actors and actresses. Yeah. Should not have to be doing the Kenya Barris cinematic universe. And Kenya Barris is going to milk all that ABC he is money. He's dragging this shit. He's dragging this shit. Oldish? I'm just ready for Barris-ish. Well, I guess that's what his Netflix show really is. Well, he got to do oldish, then he got to do old as fuck. <laughs> you got to have that, and then you got to have the Netflix uh, rated R for sensitive language joint. Lawrence Fishburne shouldn't have to be doing that. Maybe he—I mean, maybe he likes the Kenya Barris stuff. Lawrence Fishburne, Morpheus should not have to be he doing like that. some checks. Yeah, I, I get it, and I get it. Some people have the Samuel L. Jackson mentality about it. Don't pass up a, a check. He should not be doing that. He should not have to do that. I, you know, even—he's a Marvel villain. No Marvel villain should have to work backwards. Michael B. Jordan ain't going back to do Friday Night Lights, the new class. Yeah. <laughs> we also don't know what Michael B. Jordan is working on right now. <laughs> That's okay, okay. True. That's true, too. And and that and he produces now. Yeah. He, put, he puts his name in the executive producer thing. I hope he's working on Raising Dion season two. Mm. Uh, I heard Queen Sugar is filming again. 
Good. Queen Sugar is, the, is is another one that needs to be nervous. Queen Sugar is another one that gets snubbed at these shits every fucking year. I think it's because of the network that it's on. Yeah. Because in the, some of those actors and actresses individually can't be ignored. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. I And, and I, I'm sure there's some politics involved. But it is becoming more and more glaring that Queen Sugar is getting snubbed at these award shows. And again, the price should be going up when it's becoming more. Because I've, I've probably read two articles about how they get snubbed. The price should be going up. All those actors, the price should be going up. All those different black woman directors that get to direct each episode, price should be going up. Mm-hmm. And Ava ought to be paying them. Price should go up and Ava should just shut the fuck up and let it happen. Anyway, that's my little Queen Sugar rant. I'm just happy they're filming again. I've been I've been jonesing for uh you know, my, my little heart heart tugging this is us bait. Um what else is going on? Joe Budden. Mm. Uh Joe Budden has taken now that he's now that he's finally out of his contract with Spotify. Uh, he has taken a little break, and he has announced the Joe Budden Network for podcasting. Um, That's dope. I mean, that is dope. Actually, let me hit him with a couple of the. I'm with it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, a little bit of applause. Um, Joe Budden has announced the Joe Budden Network, um, and he's uh, he has announced his first his first uh, show, which is uh, all in all woman and all black woman uh podcast with uh bridget kelly and mandy from horrible decisions um if you're trying to figure out which one is mandy mandy is the one that i i don't have a crush on (laughs) (laughs) um and a a dark skin and a dark skin woman that i am not familiar olivia dope i know that name i don't know where i um I know a name from somewhere. Um, it's and the and it's called "See the Thing Is" podcast, uh, which apparently someone on Twitter says they stole that name. That's going to be handled without any of us knowing. Uh, it's going to come and go, and they're just going to suddenly change the name, and we'll know what happened. Olivia Dope is a musical artist. Okay. Okay. Oh, I can see from this. I can see from these Google results. She's a music artist in the way that love and hip hop people are music artists. They're in the studio working on something. Everybody on love and hip hop's in the studio. To quote K. Michelle, y'all ain't doing nothing in the studio but you and Bubblegum. I couldn't watch love and hip hop because it can. One of the reasons why it was it, it contains people who don't actually release music. A lot of it, like I mean, at a, okay. The at a, large at, majority. At a cursory glance, I'm like, the large majority. I would yeah. find this interesting if these were people that I actually knew that released music. And I'm, again, I'm speaking as someone who just doesn't watch that shit in general. But they have a breakout every few every few seasons. They have a breakout. Cardi B, K, Cardi B, K. Michelle, maybe a couple others. They have a they have a breakout every. Or they capitalize on being adjacent. To and, and I think that's what it is. Like I, honestly. It's, it's, don't don't kill me for saying this, y'all. Cardi B would be Cardi B if that show was not there. If if she was just coming out on her own, which 
I guess she tried to do. Honestly, I think part of it was that she distanced herself from Mona. But but that came after the show, right? Her yeah. music, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like her her popularity from that show sure. okay. was kind of the launch pad for yeah. it. So regardless, y'all, I'm not knocking the hustle. No, 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 I'm not, not knocking the hustle. I'm just, you know, an old curmudgeon who's just like, you know, they they need to actually release some music once she's, in a while. She's doing what a lot of those artists intend to do, mm-hmm. but the problem is Mona puts you in what I've always referred to as the Mona bubble. Mm-hmm. The Mona bubble is it's a, it's its own controlled ecosphere to make once you become a part of the love and hip hop family, a part of the, uh, these artists and these people that sometimes you know already that have been a part of the business for 10, 20 years like that, and some of which you come up with as a child star. Um it's this ecosphere that makes you seem more important than you actually are. Mm-hmm. You're the star of love and hip hop now, and your and your your name comes up in all the blogs, not the news circuits, the blogs, Bossip, Madame Noir, Shade Room, things that things that aren't necessarily the pinnacle of news for us, mm-hmm. but get retweets. Yep, and. She lets you feed on that high of being in that bubble. And I think one of the things that we're seeing now that they can't film uh, because of the pandemic, and I had I kind of felt like this about Ray J's divorce, is that when you're out of that Mona bubble and what's going to happen next season and how Mona's going to use what's happening with you mm-hmm. next season doesn't factor into the decisions you make as an adult. Hmm. You have to make some. You start having to make some real life adult decisions. Ray J had to take a and, and Princess as well, probably had to take a real life account of what they were putting their family through. Yes, of what they were putting their two kids through with this very public toxic marriage because Crazy. they didn't have to worry about what was going to happen next season. Or how they were going to get the Mona check anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't know when we're going to see another Mona check. <laughs> so we now we have to start living for us. And this Ray part. J is going to be a strange person when he doesn't have to worry about what people in public and his family thinks about things. He doesn't. But I don't think Ray J. And they, we, I know we're off subject now. Yeah. Ray J cannot survive without depending on some type of reaction from people or the public. Like, Ray J cannot exist. This is hot take. Or without his mother's opinion. Right. Hot take, y'all. Ray J cannot exist outside the court of public opinion. Not at all. He, he cannot. Even if... even Part of the joke is he knows that we're clowning him. Yeah. And it still makes him rich. He doesn't give a fuck. He does, and, and he doesn't even need the court of public opinion anymore because he is a zillionaire... Because he put his money in the right technology. Yeah. He put his money in fucking earbuds and scooty bikes. And now he is rich forever. And he still needs that attention. Mm-hmm. He is he is one of those that has been irrevocably affected by the Mona bubble. Fortunately, a lot of people in his position, in his age range, have not. And now that we're seeing the Mona bubble go away, and it's not as strong as it used to be, a lot of people are going to start making decisions for themselves. Yeah. Fortunately for Ray J, also he 
kind of jump-started his own shit. That's too. Shout out to Kim Kardashian. That's too. That's too. You're right. Um, anyway, announcement of the Joe Budden Network is exciting because we have somebody, and this is what he was arguing with Charlamagne about, has full control. Mm-hmm. He has full control of this. He has full control of his of his. Well, he has, I think according to him, he doesn't have full control of the IP, the the IP that people bring to him. There's a lot Which, of there's a lot of red tape <clears throat> involved in going to someone that's controlled, that's half owned by iHeart. Right, and that's and I think that's that's kind of the heart of the argument between what Joe was talking about and what Charlemagne was talking about and that Joe wants, he appears to want to create a space where people control their own intellectual property and they, they kind of, you know, if you go to the music industry standards, they own their masters. Right. Where in iHeart, iHeart has at least a 50% stake in whatever, you know, is happening out there. So you truly don't own shit, Charlemagne. And that network's flat, and that Black Effect network, their flagship show, the... The Breakfast Club, which has been repurposed mm. into a podcast now. It counts as a podcast, apparently. Um, if Charlemagne if, if Charlemagne walks away from iHeart, the Breakfast Club will go on. In theory, yeah. That's an iHeart product. I mean, oh, yeah. granted, it'll limp on. Yeah, limp I mean, on. yeah they, could, they could definitely replace all three of them yeah. and still call it the Breakfast Club. Yeah. And y'all just got to deal with it. Um, but again, I think it's important to understand the, the, the importance and the existence of both of these ways of content creation, Mm -hmm. because they're both not going anywhere and they're both necessary. Um, there are people that are going to want upward mobility by going through the corporate ladder. Yeah. And once you've gotten high enough, you can hold the door open for other people, which to Charlemagne's credit, he has done what he promised he would do for a lot of these people. Um, the one thing I think is interesting as a fan of horrible decisions is that you have Mandy with the Joe Budden network, mm-hmm. and you have and you have them both still doing horrible decisions, which has gone over to Charlemagne's network, mm. and Weezy was definitely. Uh, um, was definitely loud on Twitter advocating for Charlemagne's way of doing things. Yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. Um, now that they don't have that tour money rolling in, I feel like we're going to get a round two. They said this, and they said this on the podcast. They were like, "Y'all thought we were going to break up, didn't you?" I, I still do. It's coming. <laughs> as soon as you say that, yes, I, it's coming. I still do. I love them both, and I love that show. I still think it's not gonna last. You know, they're not gonna. It's not gonna last when they get a vice deal. No. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> um. Once that HBO money starts rolling in, mm. I don't, no, I don't buy it. Nope. I love them both, and I, I, I wish them both the best, and they both fine. But I don't buy it. <laughs> um. As for the lower echelon of podcasting, um. I feel good for everybody who's paying attention to this. And I feel good for um, what this means for content creators. And I, hope, and I hope that if you're a content creator, that you're thinking about being a content creator, that this is inspiring you to just get up and fucking do it. 
just get up and fucking do it. It is, you know, five years ago, podcasting was kind of an anomaly to people. Um, and, I, and I remember when I first started becoming active in it years ago, and people were just kind of in that weird thing, like, ah, we don't really understand where this can lead. And, and mm-hmm. I've, I've always been an advocate of, who gives a shit where it leads? It's, it's a, a platform that allows anyone to use their voice in a, in a way that, that suits them. And it doesn't mm-hmm. involve the politics and the rigors of the music industry or other distribution channels to do so. And now we are really, really seeing this take off on a whole other level where people who were content creators for larger distributors are seeing that there is somewhat of a viable business model in place where you can strike out on your own and create a network of sorts with, with this. It's, it's a new radio. And uh, and I tell you, this tells me that I'm in the right direction and that my vision for the future as far as podcasting in Houston yep. is viable. And that's not just and that I'm not just talking about me coming up. I'm talking about Houston podcasting coming up as a community, as a relevant community in the South that content and media representation in the south does not just have to be atlanta miami and i maybe dallas mm, no we're not gonna say that we're word. not no we're no. not gonna say the word around here no we don't yeah we're not gonna use the d word anymore no it, it definitely decentralizes everything it, it decentralizes um centers of influence right so to speak um which again the internet is the great equalizer to a lot of things you know, Megan, and as far as breaking out, Megan has had her, Megan's having her time, Lizzo's having her time, Normani's having her time. It's a lot of Houston people. Beyonce is, 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 is always going to have her time. Um, there are people showing up for the city. Yeah. And I want representation for that in the podcasting forum. Mm-hmm. I think Crystal is from Houston. She's not. She's, she's from Oklahoma, but she has family in Houston. Okay, so she's yeah. always here. Fair enough. Okay, I always wondered about that. Um, because she don't talk like she's from Houston. No, no. <laughs> you know, you we do that. We <laughs> she's very much not from Houston. Yeah, she's from Oklahoma. We don't. We don't necessarily tell you you don't talk like you from here. We yeah. just go where are you from. She has a Dallas-like accent. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, you know, and I, so I hope I, I, I'm, I want that to start happening, and I'm. I'm putting into play moves for that to start happening for us as a community. I always tell people, if you're if you're really interested in podcasting, get at me. I'll produce your first episode. Mm. I'm saying it. I'm go ahead and say it. Hit uh, hit them with the air horns. Uh, if, you, if you really want to break into the business, if you want to see if you if you can if you sound good podcasting. Uh, and you have a concept. I'm not going to do all your homework for you. Mm. Get at me. I will produce your first episode. Yeah, I know who you sounds like. Who do I sound like? You sound like me for a whole year telling you how to do <laughs> a goddamn podcast. It's true. It's true. It's true. And look at where I am. I now. said to say that, man. I'll, I'll, I'll do your first one. 107 later. 107 episodes later, we here. We here, and the, and, and the audience is growing every fucking month. 
every month, nigga. The brick is the brick. The brick is the brick. Best name of this episode. The price going up. Um, let's see what else we got. Lupe Fiasco versus the world. So, all right, y'all. Lupe Fiasco is one of these rap niggas that never feels like he's getting the credit he deserves from us, the listener. Um, in some ways, this is true, and in some ways, it has just been a. It, there has always been a struggle for Lupe to parlay his talent into digestible content, and through through no complete fault of his own. He's had his issues with the labels and the labels not knowing how to market him. Having said that, Lupe wants y'all to know that he has a list of rappers that are the only rappers, according to him, in the industry that can see him lyrically and that everybody else should be afraid of him. Uh, Here's the list for you. Aesop Rock, Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, Mickey Fax. I will never, I will never make fun of anybody who thinks that Mickey Fax can body them. Mickey Fax is the. Uh, I'm a fan. I'll just say that I'm a fan. Shout out to Mickey Fax. Um, I had the pleasure of speaking with him on social media once. Cool nigga. Um. We also have Black Thought from The Roots. Black Thought can body a lot of these mm-hmm. niggas. I be- yes, that's true. Black Thought can body Lupe Fiasco. I won't argue it. Homeboy Sandman. <sighs> okay. Uh... It depends on how you feel individually about Homeboy Sandman, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to say about people that like him. I guess he's not for everybody. Randall from a from a hip hop perspective. He's, yeah, I've, I've, I've met him before. Um, we've actually performed in the same showcases before. Um, real good guy and, and very, very, very talented. Very good at what he does. Um, and I, I don't I don't want to get into a whole you know what's your top five oh, yeah, list. Yeah. You don't want to be ahead about it. Homeboy Sandman is 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 not on that. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that you appreciate on a very indie and local level in terms of his overall potential. But uh, I'm not I'm not really putting him over a lot of people. I'm not putting him over Lupe. Yeah, I'm not putting him over Lupe at all. I'm also not putting Lupe over a lot of people, to be honest. <laughs> To be honest, and again, he's—I think that's a generational thing. Yeah, but I've—I've I've actually seen, like, I've seen moments where he's done some very good, and and I guess what what a lot of people don't take into account that I do is that, um, lyricism itself is one part of the puzzle. For me, also aesthetics are good. You know, like aesthetics make a big thing to me. Like, can you? Can you make something lyrical and insightful but also make it interesting at the same time? I've just never found Lupe Fiasco... I've never found his presentation interesting. Mm. Although I, I, I will say like he's had... He's very good from a content standpoint. And 
if Euphonic is listening, you might not want to listen to the next two minutes <laughs> or less of this. Um, I will say food and liquor was one of my transformative moments as mm-hmm. far as a listener. Yeah. Uh, the cool, not as good as food and liquor, also one of my transformative moments. Right. Uh, so I feel differently about Lupe. Right. Because uh, um, I was in my formative years as a hip-hop listener. Understood. Makes a lot of sense. Um so when you when someone like Eminem comes up in a conversation, Eminem is also on this list. Yes, Eminem is also on this list. When Eminem comes up in this conversation, um, you know, I I have to make myself acknowledge that Eminem is a very good hip hop songwriter. Like he's a good rapper, very good, very good at writing. Um, aesthetically, a lot of his stuff is hard for me to listen to. Whether it's from a production standpoint or just from his annoying delivery at times. Again, he's very, 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 there are very few people who can get with him from a writing standpoint. His Did you delivery. Feel like that early on? Like when everybody was really like, like, uh, like a lot of that kind of post, that, I, like, Mar- like, like, what was it, uh, Marshall Mathers LP? I can go Some back. Shady I mean, I even go back all the way to, like, the Wake Up Show and, like, his mixtape mm. shit from back in the day when he was really raw. And it was just like, oh, that's, shit. That's swaying texture. Yeah, he's, he, he's saying some shit. Yeah. Um, I was like, damn, he's kind of crazy out of pocket. But um, this might sound sacrilegious. I did not like High My Name Is. I didn't. I mean. I, 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 I thought it was as. The as, TRLs. I call that the TRL stuff. Yeah. The TRL stuff wasn't really what got what got the real listeners. Yeah. Now I just don't give a fuck. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The I, Funk Master Flex shit probably. There, 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 there are very few people that can hold even a candle to his to his ability to rap. Um, Do his, you feel like he could smoke Lupe? Yes. Like Absolutely. in a, in a battle scenario. So here's where Lupe impresses me. Okay. I, I think Lupe is very good, and, and I, I assume he's talking about purely from freestyling. Yeah. From a freestyling perspective, I've seen Lupe do things in freestyle that are very, very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, I do think that he's, he, could be, he should be better than Eminem in that regards. Um, I think it would be a tough call. I also feel like, sorry, I also feel like freestyling is an overrated ability as well. Because uh, that doesn't necessarily parlay into right digestible content. It's entertaining. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good mirror into someone's natural ability, right, to create. But as a person who prides the finished product more than simply just a raw talent, um, I think freestyling is entertaining. I think it's. Ooh, no, nah, I'm, I'm about to get spicy. Um, I think freestyling is entertaining, but I value someone's ability to create and their final product more than I do just that raw. I'm going to back you up on that. And I'm going to back you up to a point where I don't think that's such a spicy, that's such a spicy thing. Yeah. Because, because look at the game. How many, how many people that got on Smack DVD or got on the Rap Olympics or did King of the Dawn or whatever, how many of those people translated that into lasting, digestible content that we talk about to this day? Mm -hmm. I mean, we could take the best of the best out of that. 
Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah. Cassidy's still out here fucking up. Cassidy's still out here in the streets fucking up doing 30-year-old shit. Cassidy's almost 40. Yeah. Cassidy, what was the last... How many hot Cassidy joints can you really think of? Um, that wasn't a feature on something. I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. You you were you had to remind me of that one. All I got is hotel. <laughs> Come to my hotel, cause I cause again that was my era. That like when that was my era in my twenties. Um, which we and we almost can't count that one anymore, cause I think that that song might be canceled, cause R. Kelly did it. Um, who else? Let me see who else is on this list. Um, but yeah, to, but yeah, just to back you up on that. Freestyle is not necessarily the end-all, be-all of what an artist can do because we've seen very few artists really translate that into a real career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, King Los. Crooked Eye, yeah. Crooked Eye, yeah. yeah. He's a good rapper. I, I think Lupe respects him in a way that he would never consider himself above him. But I think he could probably see Lupe. Yeah. Uh, Royce the Five Nine. Definitely would smash. Royce the Five Lupe. Nine would level Lupe Fiasco while holding a bazooka. <laughs> Lupe, let me not. People gotta stop sleeping on Royce. I'll say that. A lot of people sleep on Royce. A lot of young niggas sleep on Royce. Tory Lanez will not sleep on Royce. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last is Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Yeah. If you say so, Lupe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z also isn't a freestyler, but... I mean... That is what it is. That's a safe answer. Uh, he is according to him. That's that's a... 50 grand, he'll walk in the studio. He'll walk in the studio and walk out with a with a hit. Yeah. That's one of those. I still want to get work. Yeah, somewhere down the line. Exactly. Yeah, Answers. you can't. Yeah, you got to know where you where what side your bread's buttered on. Um, I'm glad that you know what I'm gonna say it. I feel like Lupe. Lupe said it, but really, as a rap, you're supposed to feel you're, you're supposed to feel that way about yourself. Yeah, you're supposed you're definitely supposed to be confident in your talents. You're supposed to feel that way about yourself, and given. The hype that Lupe was given coming into the mainstream mm-hmm. and the trouble that he had with his label and the lack of marketing and the reception that he got because of the trouble with his label and that I feel like the labels never capitalized on him fully, I could see where he would feel that way about himself. Kendrick feels that way about himself. We knew that from Control. Yeah. Now, we know that from Control. He doesn't go around saying it because Kendrick is just a... He's become one of these Frank Ocean reserved-ass niggas. But Kendrick feels that way about himself. A lot of these niggas feel that way. A lot of these niggas have a list of niggas <clears throat> that they would love to be seen going round for round with. I'm convinced of it. Drake does. Drake will never capitalize on it because Drake doesn't make as much money capitalizing on being one of these lyrical miracle niggas. That's not where he makes his money. Also, this shit never happens. 
surprised. I'm saying people people talk shit about you know who's better than who, who can't see them, and blah blah blah. But the reality is nobody gives enough of a shit about Lupe Fiasco to even put that to the test. They're like, That's oh, true. Okay. Good for you, little guy. <laughs> right, right. Good for you. Um, and with that, uh, I think that's a great place to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are experiencing opinions while black sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Black, we are opinionated, and I'm the only one drinking again this week because mm. Randall went a little hard. Look, man, in his extracurricular activities. I'll tell y'all what I did. Mm. Friday was my homeboy's birthday. Shout out to Damon, not to be confused with Damien, which is my name. Um, childhood friend, known him since we were like five years old. Um. He called He called a few of us up about a week before. It was like, my birthday's coming up next week. Uh, I'll be at my mom's house around the corner, man. It would be kind of good to see the old gang back together again. You got to answer that call. Yeah, it's like the six of us that ran together all growing up. A couple of people, like one dude I've known since I was two years old. He was my first friend. It's the first time in probably 20 years that all of us would be in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, I've... We've seen each other periodically over over the last several years, but just not all at the same time. And it was just um, kind of cool to just have everyone posted up in the street, standing like 10 feet apart with masks on, each with their own bottle or something. Um, I had a bottle of Crown. That bottle of Crown no longer exists. And just regular hard Crown? Just... Yeah, just the regular purple box crown. Because you, know you know the flavored ones diminish yeah. the potency slightly. Yeah, I was, I was going straight. Ooh. I was going straight. And, uh, you know, when you're out there, we were out there for like six hours from like 6 p.m. to midnight. Just out there just talking big shit and drinking. You don't really, you don't really feel the buzz that we stopped. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, when it's time to go home. Yeah, when it's time to go home, and you just kind of like, oh, shit. Good thing I live right around the corner. And a 24-hour hangover later, I am rehydrating myself today. And he's he's real talk. He's, he's over here doing it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, one, deep, I'm one deep on the clear liquor. <laughs> so, yeah, my, uh, in my, at my advanced age, I can't go that hard that many times. Also, I quick update. I meant to I, I meant to put these on the list. I meant to put one on the list and one I just got a breaking news on. Um one this is joyous news. Lord Jamar and Godfrey have taken a have taken a huge stance <laughs> and decide that they are gonna stop fucking with Vlad. Alright, that is good to hear. Finally, Lord Jamar gets out the seat. Apparently, apparently, there's a big Vlad uprising because he misquoted uh, Farrakhan. Farrakhan somehow, and uh, you can't do that. You can't mm-hmm. do that with niggas like Lord Jamar. Mm-hmm. 
So him, Godfrey, and a couple other people have taken a huge moral stance and decided to not only stop talking to Vlad, to advocate other people to stop fucking talking to Vlad. You know who else has been telling people to stop talking to Vlad? I have. I've been, I've been telling people to stop talking to Vlad for some time. <laughs> now all we gotta do is get Tiffany Haddish back from the dark side. Mm. She cut her hair off and she don't know what the fuck she's talking about I think anymore. she's dating Common. She is in love with Common. Mm. She is head over heels for that uh, dumb nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she found that's what it is. That's what it is. When women find somebody that they are definitely smarter than, not saying that women are dumb at all, but wow. when you find somebody that you can just mentally take advantage of at all times, they, they, they know it's a good feeling. Wow. I call it. I call it the Fred Flintstone effect. Damn. Um, this really dates all the way back to uh, the Honeymooners mm. with, uh, what was it, Ralph Cramden. Yep. The women are always the sophisticated, smart ones, and the dudes are always the dumb brutes. Mm-hmm. And the media has portrayed this for a long time, and goddamn if we don't keep playing into it. Because Common is definitely somebody's Fred Flintstone. Homer Simpson ass. Homer Simpson ass motherfucker. Peter Griffin, uh, who whatever that dude's name on American Dad is, um, you name it. Kevin James on King of Queens. Damn. They've been doing the Fred the Fred Flintstone effect for a long time now. <laughs> um, and he is definitely somebody's Fred Flintstone. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is update. Cedar Sinai Hospital has confirmed. That Megan Thee Stallion was definitely treated for gunshot wounds. Okay. So all you hidden hidden colors, hotep, uh, conspiracy niggas, shut the fuck up. Mm. She was definitely treated for gunshot wounds to her foot area. Mm. She was she was shot in her left heel, and the bullet frag there were exit wounds, and the bullet and there were bullet fragments and shrapnel in her other foot. Mm. Because your feet <clears throat> tend to be next to you, next you know? to one another. Hmm. So that's that's one that's one point for the people with sense and logic. So shut the fuck up. Hmm. Um, having said all that, it's time for white people must be stopped. Uh, we'll make this a quick one. Um, have you seen where Donald Trump now has a Black America plan or some shit? Did we look at that? It's Donald Trump's plan for black America. And it just so happens the shit gonna take four years to implement, which means we would have to vote for this motherfucker. You know, I... He doesn't even care. He doesn't care how obvious it is anymore. Politics is definitely theater. It's definitely theater, and... To me, regardless of what side of what side of the, the the fence you find yourself on, excuse me, your side is is definitely full of theater. Um, we've said the same thing about Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden is a difficult endorsement because you know all about his fuckery, and um, you know, you just know that it's just he's not Trump. <laughs> um. 
the, the, the thing about looking at this plan, the platinum plan, first the of all. The platinum plan. First of all. Um, is that a lot of it sounds exactly like shit that people have been telling him that they want to do. Or other candidates or, that have not made it this far. Right, other candidates who have already said that they would do. On both sides, by the way. And a lot of it is shit that he's already pushed back on before. And he's promising this, but oh, I mean, it, it could take four years to do it. Which means that if elected... This is shit that he has no intention of doing while he's still in office. Right. Which is kind of wild. I mean, it, it, it's shit that wants to create 500,000 new black-owned businesses, 3 million new jobs. For, he gonna, at this point, he's going to have to create 500,000 500, new black-owned businesses for all the, one, for all the mm-hmm. ones he's destroyed during mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. Calls for Congress to make Juneteenth a holiday. Which, how that long... Is, which we already know, ain't that is a that is a pander of the highest order. Yeah, that shit ain't coming. Now the good news is, because both sides are now officially saying like we want Juneteenth to be a holiday, and maybe that shit will actually happen. We're probably getting that. Yeah, um, but we'll probably lose another one. We'll probably lose Black History Month. <laughs> right? <some> <laughs> They're gonna turn it into Black History Weekend. They're gonna turn it to Diversity Month. They're gonna shit. put it at the same time as All Star Weekend. Oh, those niggers won't know the difference. Um, they want to, you know, it also calls for him to designate KKK as a terrorist organization, but also designate Antifa! Wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute. You mean, you you want to you wanna declare Antifa an actual organization, which it is not, which it has no structure at all to prove it is, but you finally want to declare the KKK a terrorist organization, even though to this day you have not denounced David Duke. Get the fuck out of my face. Um, and this is why we have a shut the fuck up award named after him. Yeah. Uh, it also calls for diversity training for law enforcement, even though he has literally just told federal agencies to stop doing race related training. I don't trust anybody that Donald Trump would employ to do race uh, to do uh race racism racism training yeah no no and as a matter of fact there should not be a white person in charge of that there should not be a white person who elects someone to be in charge of that and the black people that he has already elected should not be in charge of anything yeah none of them have the hairline for it i'll get to that later now for me one of the more alarming aspects of it is talk about greater activity in what they call opportunity zones. And if you're not familiar with what opportunity zones are, this is the 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 new speak for um, low-income areas. Uh, they call them opportunity zones because they are an opportunity for growth. And and based in this uh, based in the 2017 GOP tax plan, they offer additional tax breaks for these opportunity zones. So on the surface, it sounds like, okay, people who live in low-income areas get some kind of tax break. Mm, It's for developments in these areas. And who is developing in these areas? Rich people. So rich people get a tax break for developing in low-income areas, which sounds like gentrification to those of us who have a mind. Um, Here's another one I don't like. 
Oh no, go go ahead. Keep 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 cooking. I'll so. I'll, I'll let you finish because I, I I have my impressions of it of it overall. But we'll yeah, go, go ahead. Keep cooking because I have another point I'm gonna make. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say my 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 observations over this overall is you could literally stick not knowing that it's Trump. Okay, you could stick anybody's name on this and go. Okay, these all sound like reasonable things that that somebody should do. None of this is landmark. Right, none of it is landmark. And a lot of it is shit like people have been like, okay, we've been saying this shit. So now, all of a sudden, that we're a month or so away from the election, this is your plan specifically for black America. Specifically for black America. Because you know that right now, you know, as of last last election, you only got 8% of the black vote. So you're trying to squeeze out as much of it as you can. And... The fact that it's scheduled to launch in Atlanta is the most pandering of the panderingest of all time. Of all shit, I'm just like, and why does some of this seem like it's gonna like it's gonna increase taxes? All of it is going to increase childcare tax credits to provide greater access to quality preschool. That sounds expensive. It does. That sounds expensive for everybody, and. Donald Trump wants to raise taxes so bad, and he's been trying to raise taxes so bad. This is his opportunity to do it. I don't trust any of it. And some of this is things that just a, a white person should not, it should not be in their hands to decide. You would have, he would have to come up with a head, with a department head for this plan. And even then, I don't trust anybody he would hire. I don't trust anybody that Joe Biden would hire that much more, but definitely more than Trump. But still, this is not some, this, no, I, and this is the thing with me about some of the things that y'all want to happen in government. It's not that I don't think it would be a good idea. And it's not that I don't think it would, it would help the common good. It's that I don't trust anybody in government the way it works now to implement it. Most of these are key things that they have been firmly against for the last four years. Well, I, I again, I just uh, this is a shit show, man. I, I just vote, y'all. Vote, fucking vote. Really, fucking vote. Get your get your shit off. Get your um your registrations in in Texas. Get your shit in by October fifth. October fifth. Uh, get your registration postmarked. By October 5th, get registered, vote. I got a bunch of stuff to do because I got to renew my ID. Mm. I hate that shit. I got to go to the fucking DPS. Yeah, get your shit done. I hate the DPS. Anyway, um, send your racist stories. Send your real-life racist encounters along with your listener letters, your questions for myself, D. Randall, or any of our guests. Please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Or log on to opinionswhileblack.com uh, where you can get in touch with us through social media, be it Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, get your merch. Yes. Opinionswhileblack.threadless.com uh, We ran into some scheduling conflicts. We will have new merch up on Friday. Yep, yep. It'll be um, We'll be back with more foolishness and fuck. We're going to finish off with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up.
And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And, well, I can speak for myself. I'm a little intoxicated. My, my hydration levels are improving, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh, odds are he'll be back at next week. Oh, I, I, there's no doubt on that. <laughs> it is time for your listener letters. Um, we have a entry from Tales to Enrage. Now, I think he's, I think he sent us this one last time. I think he's an episode behind is what it is, but I'm going to read it anyway. Uh, recycling a question I got in way too late a few weeks ago. Do either of you play any tabletop RPGs like, DV, like D&D? If so, what's your favorite? And if not, do you have any interest in trying it out? Okay, so we did talk about this last week. Mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to unpack a little bit about why I'm so geeky about tabletop now or why I'm so geeky about diving into it now and kind of the culture behind it, why it fascinates me is that I kind of want to unpack just because I know from me growing up, I've noticed that the, the white people that I talked to about this stuff, it was given to them. D and D and tabletop was given to them. It was something that was handed to them. I know I'll make it quick. No, that was, oh, um, it was something that was given to them, uh, passed down to them because D and D dates back to like the seventies. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think way past that, but it dates back a while. Um, my parents didn't know anything about that kind of shit. That was even back then was considered a little geeky, and my parents, in their youth, were considered cool. They're considered very in crowd. They didn't know anything about that stuff. They didn't. And for me, having been born and kind of brought up in the Nintendo generation, um, you know, I think one of the things is when you're when you're when you're raising a kid, and you come from not knowing anything about raising a kid, black people, especially generationally speaking. You know, you want the best for them and you want things that you didn't have, Mm -hmm. that you didn't have access to. And for my dad and my mom, who didn't know shit about tabletop, like in the Nintendo generation, just the idea of doing some shit on graph paper just eluded them. (laughs) Uh, And understandably so. Yeah. So for them, it was Nintendo. You wanted your kid to have some state-of-the-art shit at the time. And you didn't want your kid to have FOMO. They didn't have that name for it back then. But you didn't want your kid to have FOMO. You didn't want him to be looking like the one broke nigga on the, on the street that don't have shit. Shit, my parents didn't care about that. <laughs> I had to beg for Nintendo. <laughs> I had to come up with a full pitch for it. I had to tell my mother, it's you know, it's it's something new. It's something innovative. It's something that the whole family can enjoy. It's something that I can play. And I was like 14 at the time. Also, my little sister can play it too. It's for ages eight and 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 above, and you know how we have to stay in the house during the summer. Uh, it's something I can do to stay out of trouble and stay off the streets. And my mother's like, "Just shut up here." <laughs> but I, but you know, I also had to wait for. I had to wait for like Christmas or something. It's like you ain't gonna get it right now. You're gonna get. You'll get it for Christmas or right, whatever. Exactly. So I still had to wait like six months for it. Oh, same. I think I got mine on Christmas. Maybe Maybe it was my birthday. I don't remember. Yeah. But either way, it was one of those things where my dad was more impressed that he was able to get it (laughs) 
than he was that I got it and knew how to play it and all that kind of shit. And yeah. It, it stimulated me that way. But for him, some shit uh, like tabletop working backward was 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 hustling backwards. Yeah. The fuck does he need that? He's got these sixty. He's got these fifty dollars games. Why would you need your imagination when I just paid fifty dollars on this game? <laughs> so you don't have to imagine shit. Yeah, and you could so, have imagined fifty dollars. That's and, the case. And so I, you know, once I had that, I was programmed to that. And when they started making RPGs for that, which were the oversimplifications of mm-hmm. what Dungeons and Dragons niggers were already doing. It, it, you know, it felt like hustling backwards. Mm-hmm. And more than that, it felt, uh, as pop culture became more centralized, it felt geeky. Right. And nobody wanted to be on the outskirts of some shit. See, white people don't have this problem. White people, white people kind of sort of have this problem, but niggas got their ass beat for being geeky. Yeah. White people... And you know how I know white people don't have this problem? Because all the geeky motherfuckers, Mark Zuckerberg, all, were always geeky. They always wore dad, they always wore mom jeans and shit. You yeah. ain't never seen none of the motherfuckers stunt, have, have feeling pressured to stunt in any of that shit. Uh, it was bad enough. It was bad enough, like, growing up speaking properly. Uh, occasionally, oh, being, occasionally being ostracized for talking white. Yep. Why you talk white? Oh, that's okay. His mama talked white too. If you okay. knew too much about Shakespeare, that was some ho- that was some gay shit. Nigga, you read? Fuck is that? Oh man, and the, on the football man, niggas go. Hey, I was trying to write this note for my girl. You know about you know, you know about about all that sweet shit. <laughs> fuck you trying to say, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I have a I have an interest in it now because I missed out on it then because I was too busy I was too busy either trying to not be seen by the people that will beat you up for being dorky mm-hmm. or I was too busy trying to be cool. Yeah. Fuck cool. You really I didn't get cool until I was probably twenty five. I I can go ahead and say that. I okay. cool didn't happen for me. Some no one called me cool until twenty five. Maybe maybe older. <laughs> but like, you realize in your 30s, fuck cool. Cool was always yeah. overrated. Um, and so I love that shit now. And I have fully embraced that shit. And I collect a bunch of them little tabletop joints. What I am most interested in now, and this is not an ad, but I also think this shit is so interesting that I had to talk about it. Uh, as far as things that I might be interested in going forward. Mm-hmm. I just invested in a Kickstarter uh, fund for something called the Chronicles of Wagadu. It is a it is a, a role playing game that ex- that will exist in tabletop and MMO form hmm. that is all based on um African lore. Yeah. All the lore has actual Afri- realistic African origins. Um each of the tribes, each of the different classes and jobs you can do are based on different regions of Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there yes there are African and Black people working on the game, though there aren't as many programmers. There aren't as many Black programmers, but if they're just doing the work while the Black people are telling them what to do, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you want um, the ideas to be there? Yeah, yeah as yeah. long as the ideas are there. Yeah, and 
from what I've seen of the free source book and some of the stuff that and some of the designs and everything that they've put out and the the uh, the focus on playing or playing a role as opposed to just getting your character strong so it can beat other characters mm-hmm. the idea alone for me was worth my 40 bucks okay I'm definitely interested in this apparently the tabletop won't be out till uh, 2021. The game, uh, I think I got in on the version where you can do a where you can do part of the open beta at the end of twenty twenty one. This is the kind of thing that I wish I had when I was a kid because you know a lot of those a lot of uh, a lot of why black people didn't get into that shit. Not I mean some people did, but was that it was a lot of um, how do I say this? It was a lot of European origin shit. Mm. All that shit, elves, orcs, all that shit leans towards more European cultures, German and shit like that. Makes sense. Um, all of this is African origin. That is interesting to me, and I wish I had had that when I was a kid. I probably would have been way more into it and dressing in fucking glow-in-the-dark daishikis and shit. Shit. Um, so I'm just, I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited to see the development. I, I love all that world building shit. Um, you know, I, I read, I read from, I read people like Grant Morrison and Jonathan Hickman. So of course yeah. I love world building. Yeah. Um, that's our, that's our one real entry for this week. I just wanted to go ahead and unpack some of that. Cause I think that's a generational thing. It is. It definitely is. Um, yeah, well, I don't want to rehash the conversation yeah, from last yeah. week, but I, you know, I just had a very brief experience with Dungeons and Dragons back in like fourth and fifth grade. And, right. You know, yeah. It's, it's, you know, so, jumped into the video game era. Right. <laughs> and never looked back. Yeah, video games kind of ruined us. I'm okay with them. I'm still getting my PS5. Uh, we'll talk about that off air, though. Mm-hmm. Um, send your uh, listener letters. Thank you, Tales to Enrage. Send your listener letters to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Uh, y'all know the drill. Opinionswhileblack.com. Um, uh, social media, so forth and so forth. Uh, time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Who are they? Uh, runners up. Runners up consist of Shaq and Charles Barkley. <laughs> They're having non-sports thoughts again. I believe we've told them about that. Um... They don't agree that Breonna Taylor should be lumped in with the likes of uh, Ahmaud Arbery. And George Floyd. And George Floyd. Um, They, it was some victim blaming shit. You know what? I don't, particularly with Shaq. I don't want to hear about cop shit from Shaq because Shaq is a cop. Shaq, Shaq was deputized in like Georgia. Yeah. I don't want to hear cop shit from him. You shit. You sit back, shut the fuck up, and listen. Cause one of these days it's gonna be one of your. It's gonna be one of your overfed ass, uh, six foot nine kids with a gun with a gun in his mouth in the in the street. I don't want to hear shit from you, and I don't want to hear shit from Charles Barkley. Cause I think this dumb motherfucker might be the only might be the only basketball player in human history to have CTE. I don't want to hear from. I don't want to hear shit from the nigga who who ruined the championship Rockets. You brain dead <laughs> motherfucker. Fuck you. Get on this Black Lives train or get the fuck off of it. 
or don't speak on it. Shut the fuck up. Um, another runner-up is Amanda Seals. Oh, always, always. Amanda Seals should always shut the fuck up. But in this case, Amanda Seals definitely wants us to know that she that she is still salty for not being invited to a black Emmy party from 2019 that she was not invited to in the first place. Because you'll notice that Issa threw a little insecure Emmy party and rented out a whole fucking stadium. Brand new stadium. SoFi Stadium. Uh, ran, ran out a whole stadium. Got all them, got all them cute pictures together. And Amanda Seals was nowhere to be found. Nowhere. And when they Jesus. asked her about it, she posted, I have evolved, but I have not forgotten. You should forget. You should forget, because the same person who organized that meetup was the same person that kept you out of the other shit, too. Exactly. Same and the energy. fact that, and, the, and I'm sure the fact that you have not shut the fuck up about her gave her no incentive to invite you to shit. So you, it's really a self-fulfilling prophecy that you don't get invited to shit no more. Shut the fuck up. If it, if, it, if it hurts you that bad, you got enough clout and enough money to throw your own party. You know what I'm saying? And don't invite nobody. I blame Jesse Williams for all this Be shit. Your own show. I blame, you know, that's the real mystery of this. Supposedly, Jesse Williams invited her. And in the incident, Jesse Williams was nowhere to be found. Skirt, t- skirt. Jesse Williams was trying to get. I'll tell you what happened. She ran up on him, and Jesse was trying to get some pussy. I know what happened. Uh, Jesse just. I, I think Jesse was like, that- "I'm gonna get you here, then you on your own." <laughs> she ran into that nigga at, at Cheesecake Factory when he was with his date. He was trying to get some pussy. He was trying to get Amanda to fuck away from him. Oh yeah, yeah. Just call me. Just call. You got to get that one off. Just call me. He probably when they walked in, he probably did. A, oh hey, I see somebody. No, hold on. I'll be right. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right back. Just hold up one second. He ducked off in the bathroom. Never saw him again. <laughs> Is she gone? <laughs> um, who else? Kobe Covington, MMA hmm. flop. Kobe Covington. Um, he so he got his ass whooped. No, no, he he whooped Tyrone Woodley's ass. Washed out of shape, Tyrone Woodley's ass, <laughs> and he felt bold enough. To talk shit about Kamaru Usman, the man who broke his jaw, and he got on. And right after the fight, he puts on his little pink, his little pink blazer and his MAGA cap, and got to talking cash shit to this man. To which he just kept replying, "Sir, I broke your face." Imagine, imagine come with with a gang of energy, talking shit to someone. How you gonna fuck him up? How you gonna do this and that? And that person simply replies with, like, I, I broke your face, though. And there's documented proof that he, in fact, broke your face. And it wasn't even close. Not even cl- It was a meme at this point. Your shit looked like a cartoon sketch. Whole face was bloody like Carrie. Whole face. He's like, I, you gonna do what? I, I broke your face, though. This motherfucker, this is a blatant... Kobe Covington is a whole bitch. He wouldn't have said that to Usman's face in person... Um, he, he, he's got this MAGA power behind him now, now that he, now that he's met with the president and got his little hat, um, he's got this quote unquote dragon energy and shit. He wants to be, this is a, this is a ploy for attention. He wants to be Conor McGregor so bad. He wants to be the new bad boy of the sport. 
he wants that Conor McGregor money that Conor McGregor had for cussing, for yelling at the bus or whatever the fuck he did. That shit didn't get Conor McGregor anywhere. Nope. Name two good Conor McGregor fights in the last year. Name two good Conor McGregor endorsements in the last year. Mm. Conor McGregor ain't doing shit with shit, and you on that and you on that same track. Kobe Covington needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, and then that brings us to our number three, Wells Fargo CEO Charlie Scharf. The Wells Fargo CEO wanted us to know that it's hard to hire black people because there's apparently there's not a lot of uh, good talent, in, uh, black people in particular, because there's not a lot of good talent within the black community to be hired into the banking industry. Um. This one's very simple, y'all. You, as a white person to, in power... To quote it, him, though. Hmm? To quote him. To quote him. While it might sound like an excuse, yes, it's an excuse, the unfortunate reality is that there is a very limited pool of black talent to recruit from. The thing that he doesn't realize that we know is that the pool is, the pool is limited because white people have limited it. If there's ever a limited pool of talent to pick from in any industry for black people, it's because white people limited it. As a matter of fact, white people were one of the ones that decided that Jewish people that Jewish people were supposed to be in charge of money. Because it was because it was the only thing that they could work because money is inherently evil and it's beneath and so it's beneath pure white people or whatever they want to call themselves, Aryans. So yeah, white people set these terms and they're now complaining about the lack of talent in the pool that they have to pick from. You create the pool. Well, he's not complaining. He's excusing. He's excusing. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, 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 complaining means you feel bad about it. And I don't think this motherfucker does. Um, somebody, as a matter of fact, on a, somebody, uh, Sedina, our, uh, my historian friend, mm-hmm. um, actually educated me further about this and kind of the context in which um, black, uh, in which uh, uh, Jewish people were hired for banking and what they were and how they were considered in that light. I know you've watched the Harry Potter movies. Absolutely. You know how the goblins were in charge of the banks? Yep. Um, were, they, were they like a caricature of Jewish people? That's, what the, that's kind of how they're considered. That's some racist shit. That's some racist shit. Um, we're okay. Okay. We're good. Uh, no, we're good. Okay. I'm just gonna. <laughs> this a bit. Okay. <laughs> and. Uh, and so the, and so basically the, like the bankers in Harry Potter, they made the goblins the bankers because they were considered lower creatures. I guess like what's his name like Dobby or something. Was Dobby a yeah? I guess Dobby was a goblin. Um, Dobby was a house elf. I'll have you know. Oh, okay, sorry, sir. sorry guys, sir. Sorry, Potterheads. Sorry, Dobby was a house elf. <laughs> um, now the goblins were not considered lower creatures necessarily. Well, but I will say that now that you draw that parallel to the way that Jewish people were portrayed. In regards to banking, yeah, I can see how that is a crude caricature 
of yeah. But Dobby was a house elf. Okay, gotcha. Not to be confused with formerly a house elf. He was freed. Wasn't he freed? Didn't they free him? Are we ever really free though? You know, no, we're not free. Uh, and that, and which which further which further is my point here. Um, if the pool is ever limited for black people, it's because a white person limited it, limited it in the first place. So Charlie Sharp, um, uh, adjust your wig and shut the fuck up. Shut up. Um, number two is Attorney General in Louisville, Daniel Cameron. I don't have to I don't have to expound anymore on how Daniel Cameron completely blew the Breonna Taylor case, how he sold out his own people, blowing the Breonna Taylor case in favor of upward mobility because Trump has promised him has promised him some shit in the New World Order, I guess, or whatever. Whatever the Republicans have promised him to shove this in the drawer. Apparently he took the money or whatever they offered him. Daniel Cameron is the worst of us. I don't. I try. I try not to call my own people sellouts. Daniel Cameron is a sellout. Daniel Cameron is the worst kind of coon. Daniel Cameron is an opportunist. Fuck him. Wow. I can't stress. I've been telling y'all for weeks. Never trust a nigga who doesn't get the straight razor edge up at the barbershop. Never. Never trust a nigga that doesn't get the perfect line, that, that doesn't get the shaving cream and the lineup to take that extra five minutes. Never. Damn. Never trust anybody who doesn't have the crispy edges. That nigga got his hair cut at Supercuts, bro. I'm telling you, somebody with a Jewish last name, somebody named Zimmerman cut his hair. That is not disrespect to Jewish people, but I would never, I would never have a white person of any descent cutting my fucking hair, ever, you know, ever. It's never. Um... I don't mean that in an anti-Semitic way. I'm sorry I pointed out a Jewish person in particular. I can point out an Irish person, McPherson, whatever. No white person is touching my hair. White people have touched Daniel Cameron's hair, and it shows. <laughs> Because anybody who has the sloppy the sloppy edge up that just settles for the, the basic clipper edge up and only says one thing to your community that you don't like, that you've never fucked a black girl. Yeah, he got that good visible changes. Visible, <laughs> visible changes. Yeah, it's... I'm sorry, Sadina. That, the, the, Jewish, the Jewish thing came out wrong. I'm very sorry. That's, that is not what I meant. The, um... I just mean white people overall. I don't have time to dice them into groups. It's it's um it, it's sad that and I think we talked about it earlier. It's sad that people can hide behind. In some cases, they can hide behind the the laws of the land to justify their bullshit decisions. Um, and the fact that he was able to say that you know, well, based on the laws of Kentucky, this is what it is, and and we found credible evidence from a single eyewitness who because it's a grand jury decision they don't have to produce any of that information to the public like it's all it's all secret um it's bullshit it's there, bullshit there will be a um there'll be a backlash 
He's going to sure. be a joke forever. Yeah. Uh, whatever they promised him, they're gonna they're gonna back away from him slowly. As soon as soon as Trump is no longer in office, at, you know whether it's in two months or four years, he will become irrelevant. He will become irrelevant well before that. Um, Attorney if, General, whatever it is they promised him, it's not going to happen. Yeah, if if Trump is reelected, he has no more use for Daniel Cameron or his forehead. And that forehead, man, he'll just let him go. He got he got a that Tiger Woods forehead, a crow magnum forehead, like a motherfucker, man. <laughs> That nigga do look like the missing link. Yeah. <laughs> that, nigga looked, that nigga look like great grandpa Flintstone. Damn. Uh. Daniel Cameron, anybody who is just completely devoid of facial hair. <laughs> don't trust him. Don't trust him. We got to go back to the connecting beard theory. Connect, no facial hair to speak of. Nah, and it only shows that he doesn't have a fucking lip. You know that that evolution chart that they always show with people walking from like from a monkey to a man. Yeah, that nigga's right in the middle. That nigga's like right in the middle, just post monkey. Um, Daniel Cameron, fuck you forever. And shut shut the fuck up. up. And the number one person, this goes without saying, the number one person who should shut the fuck up really forever is Tory Lanez. So Tory Lanez broke his silence. And by broke his silence, I mean rolled out a fucking album mm. to address shooting a black woman in the foot. In answer to my shooting a black woman in the foot, listen to my album. I don't even know how many songs it is. How many ever many songs it is? It's too long. The mm-hmm. intro is Megan going off on him on IG. Oh, he did that? That is the nastiest. Yes, he did that shit. That's fucking gross. Bruh. Do you realize that in the wake of the Breonna Taylor decision, you decide to roll out an album in which the intro... In the same week. In which the intro is you, is a woman railing... obviously coping with trauma that you inflicted upon her how the fuck did you think that was gonna go over why don't you have a team that tells you not to do this goofy shit man what happened to handlers as we've seen through um, Mr. Lane's previous actions um, whether it's him fighting one on two without Either the other parties even know that he's involved right. in the fight. <laughs> or him having a bodyguard and still having to shoot uh, an un- unwar- unarmed black woman in the foot. Um, we know that he has no handlers. We know that he has no team. Um, we know that he's scared of Royce the five nine. Call Royce. Somebody call Royce. Tell him to get this motherfucker the fuck up out of here. Is Tory Lanez back in Canada now? I doubt it. Is he? I was going to say, is he talking shit from a safe place? No. No. And that's the problem. No place should be safe. I saw the a lot of a lot of quote unquote outlets have stated they refuse to cover him anymore. Yep, um, it's starting. We'll, we'll see how long it lasts. I, I, I do think that there's a, a large wave of cancellation coming for one hundred percent for the young man and his bitch ass. Uh, I, I do. I, it only shows that he's not taking it seriously. Yeah. 
He I, is not taking this seriously. I just find it disgusting that he is obviously capitalizing off of negative publicity in the worst way and using his name in conversation right now to bring attention to this project that that unfortunately even if you even if you click on it to hate listen just to see what kind of dumb shit he says you're lending you're you're yeah. lending something to uh his to to his capital right yeah. now i didn't even type his 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 name in search in spotify like i don't i have no first of all i've, I've never had any curiosity about listening to him at all but i'm definitely not going to give him a hate stream i have I have a I have a fluid system myself about who I do and don't listen to anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to R. Kelly anymore because right. and there are some people like Kanye. If a Kanye, if a Kanye song comes on, I'm not going to turn it off. Mm. I'm not going to rush to turn it off. Well, I I don't but, have those coming on. I don't actively I don't actively go and put Kanye in my search engine, but because I don't actively fuck with him, I'll listen to some old shit, some old old shit, some college dropout. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I will not listen to R. Kelly. Yeah. Because R. Kelly, because everything R. Kelly did, the streams, the money from his music mm-hmm. directly went to funding a criminal organization. Right. Um, you know, some of these people, um, I'll I'll listen to it, but because the the money from the music isn't funding what they're doing. Mm-hmm. In this case. You can see by the way the fuck niggas the by the way it dog whistled the fuck niggas to it that listening to Tory Lane's music and giving that and giving those numbers substantial power lends itself to how emboldened he feels. Mm-hmm. And it emboldens him to keep being out here in the public eye because he know well at least somebody likes me. Yeah. So no, I'm not fucking with Tory Lane's anymore. <clears throat> I actually had a few cuts that I really enjoyed from him that are in that are in a couple of my uh, playlists. I'm actively taking those out. I never do that. Mm. Um, Tory Lanez is just the worst kind of nigga right now, and he's and he is he has made himself. I don't know why people think all money is good money, but he has made himself this this poster child for all the fuck niggas that don't protect black women. Yeah. And, and cause active harm to them as well. That cause active harm to black women. And all the fuck niggas seem to like it. So they're making themselves known. Well, you got, we got Rick Ross talking shit about you. Let me tell you something. And another nigga who is a... Rick Ross told that nigga he, his album went double acrylic. <laughs> that is wonderful. That is the best shit I've ever heard. Um, I, and another nigga... I forgot this runner-up. DJ Academics... DJ Academics is a runner-up. You know he, you know he trying to start shit with Rory and Maul. Really? He has a he has a beef going with Rory and Maul. Oh yeah, they that, always talk shit about him. That he told Joe that he he talked shit about Joe Budden to on his live. I'm talking about, let's be honest, people listen for you because you're because uh, you're Kobe and he's Luke Walton. Then what were then what was Academics during uh, Everyday Struggle? Hmm. <laughs> What the fuck? Mm. So that means so that means Joe was uh <laughs> so that means Joe was Dwayne Wade and you were what? <laughs> Shit. 
Uh, not even Chris Boss. Chris Boss had a nasty jumper. Nah. Um, shit, fucking Damon Jones. <laughs> God damn. Uh, call somebody Luke Walton. You wish you were Luke Walton. Uh, he was listening. So when Midnight hit and he was and he was listening to Tory Lanez, uh, live on Twitch, mm-hmm. that nigga fell asleep, live on <laughs> Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, niggas are falling asleep on their live, oh, listening man. to Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez ought to take his little five foot nothing ass away away from here and shut the fuck up, nigga. You can't see the vegetables at Chipotle. Wow. There's actual video proof that shows he's the same height sitting down as he is standing up. <laughs> oh man, Tory Lanez go 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 back to doing endorsements for the Lollipop Guild. Oh, oh shit! Oh man! Oh niggas, he gonna walk down the street. Niggas gonna confuse him for a Pokemon. Oh damn! Oh man! Who's that Pokemon whose power is talking from Team Rocket? He don't do nothing but talk. Uh, Meowth. (laughs) Tory Lanez is the new Meowth. Shut the fuck up, little nigga. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Fuck Tory Lanez. We're going to get a lot of short jokes out of him. Oh, man. (laughs) The littlest Pokemon. Pikachu got seniority on this nigga. Lose every head-to-head fight with him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Pikachu used self-esteem. It was effective. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, D-Randall, did we do a podcast? We certainly did. We did a... This was a pretty pretty epic podcast. Hey. I'm very thankful for these two-hour podcasts. We got time. It's Sunday. Um, Team Oz, thank you so much for your uh, for your forever support. Uh, the merch is moving again. Um, I love that y'all are just y'all are excited about the merch and y'all like rocking the merch. But I love the fact that people say, "Man, we just we want to support you," and that means everything. That means everything that we're putting out a, a, a product that you can stand by mm-hmm. that is putting out products that you would actually use in your day-to-day living. Yeah. Um, quarantine life mask. We got quarantine life tanks. We're going to have another quarantine life shirt coming up. Yep. Um, I know y'all like that, and we want to ad- and we definitely want to advocate for people helping to slow the spread of COVID-19. Um, y'all stay safe, stay healthy. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Take breaks when you need to. It's okay not to be okay. Yes. Talk to somebody. Um, stay inside. Stay in the fucking house. You ain't missing shit out here. Ain't shit out there. Ain't shit out there for you. Don't let the cool weather fool you. Don't let the cool weather fool you. Now, if you do have a, if you do have somebody that has their COVID papers, um, you know. Take advantage, you know, get the pussy. I don't know. I don't know. If y'all have your COVID pay, if y'all have an agreement, y'all know y'all been social distancing, doing what you gotta do, do what you gotta do. Anyway, um, be kind to each other, be kind to yourselves. Um, we need each other right now. It's it's gonna it might get worse before it gets better, 
but um, the only way we get through is together. Um, this has been episode 107? Yep. 107 of Opinions While Black. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. In the meantime, I have been Oz. And I have just got breaking news. Okay. The New York Times has obtained the president's tax return information for thousands of personal and corporate returns going back decades. Tune in next week. It is about to go down. And as always, forever in part, titties. <laughs>